0: Casey and i'm emily and you're listening to a sprinkle of sugar a dash of murder a true crime podcast with an element of baking what did you bake this week casey so this week um we are covering the i guess i'll just call it the chris watts murder um yeah. it's gonna it's gonna become pretty evident when we first start talking about it um you know who does it so yeah i'm just gonna say the chris watts murder um and it's a really sad case, and it's actually happened in 2018, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, that's fairly recently. I don't know. I just d- it didn't feel appropriate doing anything. Um, like a themed bake. Yeah, like, anything yeah, like themed on no. that subject. And then I was thinking, okay, well, you know what took place in Colorado? And then I'm trying to think of foods that are like common in Colorado, and I could not think of anything. I'm like, okay, the Rocky Mountains, Rocky Mountains. And you know what the first thing I thought of was? <laughs> ice cream.
1: <laughs> oh, of Rocky Road ice
0: cream. I mean, I could have done that. Well. No, I think Rocky Mountain oysters. Oh. And you know what those are? No, but they're, I don't like oysters. They're bull testicles. Why are they called oysters? I don't know. That's just, I don't know. I, I can't, but anyway. Yuck. It's like deep-fried bull testicles. Well, honestly, it's I was no from me. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. Uh, you know, on such short notice, where do you find bull testicles? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I decided what I was going to do is I was going to kind of go back into our own childhood. Yeah. And um I thought about how we'd always go to our friend Zoe's house, spend the night, and her dad would make these sprite pancakes in the morning. Yeah. They, I just remember it was the coolest thing. Do you remember that? Like, Yeah, they were so good. Oh, yeah. Different. And just having soda in the morning as a kid yeah. is <laughs> the coolest thing. Like, oh my gosh. It is. Gosh. Nothing like caffeine and syrup together. Right. So I just thought that was kind of a fun way. And plus, um, this was originally going to be in the morning. Yeah. Um. So I had actually already made this one time around already. Um Oops. <laughs> But we had some technical difficulties, so now it's in the evening. But, you know, it's actually a good thing, because you get Emily, you know, she's more of a night owl anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first draft of this, when we tried it in the morning, I was
1: like, I don't even know. My brain was not
0: together. <laughs> no, oh, most of things, yeah, most, most I, I of the c- things she was I saying, had. the sounds she was making, they just, it was more like a bear than a <laughs> I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, bears don't sound like that. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, so these Sprite pancakes, they're still made with Bisquick. um, And then they just have, it's like half a cup of water, half a cup of Sprite. But then you can also substitute like 7-Up or uh, Squirt or like Sierra Mist, I'm sure, too. Yeah, a clear Um, yeah, just like one of those don't be putting like coke in there. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could try it. Let us know. Um and then just sugar, vanilla. And then this uh this one calls for a pinch of salt, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I did not the first time around, I didn't no. put that in there. And they were good. Yeah. So, but I'm still going to post the recipe as is and you guys can decide what to do, but just to let you know it tastes fine without the salt. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. So this is all based off of a documentary, right? Yes. So
1: earlier this year, 2020, in the summer, Netflix um, premiered their documentary on this called American Murder, The Family Next Door. And I am, the way I made my notes for it is exactly in the order that they present them in the documentary. So just... Before we start this, just know that the events are going to go from like interrogation and then flash back a little bit to like before the murders and it'll go back and forth like that in
0: time. So this is almost like our review episode where we basically review a documentary. And so if you want to stop and pause it and go watch the documentary before you watch this episode, we're basically going to spoil the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm we're going to go over the case and basically tell you everything so yeah but it's really interesting as far as well i think we have some pretty interesting comments and opinions on what 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 went down so yeah all right all right and also this documentary is um kind of different from
1: others because all of the footage um comes straight from like the police or personal videos of the family um that were given with permission so um, and it actually says, all materials in this film were captured by police, media, or uploaded to the internet. Personal footage and messages
0: were also provided by Shanann's family and friends. I've never seen a documentary like that before. Yeah, it's super different. It's probably because it's so recent. I mean, they had the access to getting all of this stuff. Yeah. Whereas um, before, they wouldn't have been able to.
1: Yeah. So this takes place in Frederick, Colorado in 2018, and the family, the Watts family is Chris and Shanann Watts. They are married, and they have two daughters, Bella, who was four, and Celeste, who they call Cece, who is three. And the movie opens, the documentary opens with just videos of their family, like it's the. Literally, the movie is called The Family Next Door. Like, that's exactly how they look in these videos and everything. And then it starts um, August 13th, 2018. They show footage from the Watts family's, like, front door, like, their camera on the front door of Shanann getting home. And it's dark outside. It's, like, 2 a.m. And she goes into the house. Mm-hmm. And then the very next morning, her friend Nicole is trying to get a hold of her Calls the police, she goes to the house, and the cops show up at the house with Nicole. And uh, there's no signs of forced entry, and the cop can't go in. So, Nicole is calling Sandy, who is Shanann's mom, like, Mm -hmm. hey, can they go in their house? Because Nicole is such
0: a good friend. That's what I'm thinking this whole time. I mean, Nicole called, like, right at, like, what, 9 a.m. or something like that? Yeah. She sent this first text. Text. And then after that, she's like, oh, let me know how your appointment went. Mm -hmm. Still no answer. And then, yeah, I mean, she sent her three texts and she knew something was wrong.
1: Yeah. And she immediately called the cops. Like, she didn't wait, like, any
0: time at all. Yeah. So she's the one that put in that call. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's like, I don't know. I feel like if I didn't have any suspicions on... um you know, my husband to begin with or, mm-hmm. or well, the husband, then I would call him and I'd be like, hey, get home. your wife. Like, what's going on with your wife? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like reaching out to him and then expecting him to kind of take the lead. True. Instead, she jumped right into calling the police. Yeah. True. I don't know. Maybe
1: she just had a feeling, you know, and she knows her yeah. friend that well that if she's not answering, that's weird. Yeah. Like, well, she didn't think, oh, she could just be sleeping. Right. Something.
0: I mean, Shannon was the type of person that was on her phone all the time. Yes. And we'll come to talk about that more yeah. in a little bit. But I guess that she just knew, like, there's no way she hasn't looked at her phone and it's right. noon. Yeah. So Chris shows up and
1: lets everyone in the house. He lets the cop in the house. Um, Nicole is still on the phone with Sandy, her um, Shanann's mom. And Chris tells the cops that the girl's blankets are gone, their, their daughter's. And they find Shanann's phone is still at the house and Nicole notices that Shanann's medication for, um, she was diagnosed with lupus is still at the house. So that's strange because Shanann would never leave her phone and her
0: life-saving meds at home. Like, so this, this shows that something happened because for one, I don't know. I feel like if, so if someone were to come in and take her, like that makes sense, but there were no signs of struggle. And it's so like okay, they came in and it like as far as like what I'm thinking off the bat, okay, all the blankets are missing. So what? Someone came in, mm-hmm. stole the girls with the blankets and Shannon. Yeah,
1: but like if it was stuff, an, yeah, right. if
0: it was an abduction because yeah, if she just decided to leave, mm-hmm. which is more likely at this point in in our like opinions, yeah, then she would have taken at least her purse. No one leaves the house without like. Some form of no. money or anything when you have two daughters. Right. It's just, it's weird. Yeah.
1: Um, so her phone was off. Shanann's phone. So Chris turns it on and her phone starts blowing up. And Chris had texted Shanann's phone multiple times saying things like, where are you? Tell me if you take the girls somewhere. Stuff like that. Which I think that phrase sounds weird to me. Tell me if you take the girls somewhere. Like, he's already planting the idea that she had left with the girls, right.
0: you know? That doesn't sound right. Yeah,
1: it sounds weird. And then he finds her wedding ring on the side of the bed as well. Like, she had... Again, that kind of leaves, like, she had taken it off and took the girls and left, you know? Right. Um, But there are videos. Then the documentary flashes to Shanann's personal videos that she had posted online of how much she loves Chris, that her parents and her brother love him, and he's the best thing that ever happened to her. Ugh. So, as, what the documentary kind of does is, as they set up um, this idea that maybe she left, it flashes to these videos of how much she loved her life. That kind of yeah. gives the thing, like, no, she wouldn't leave, you know?
0: Right. And plus, I mean, I guess that, you know, you can portray however you feel on online, you know, but it's just... Yeah different I don't know I I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this it's just crazy because she posts it's it is really sad especially in this documentary because you really do feel like you get to know Shannon and, and the girls yeah just based off of what she would like blog and post every day and she really likes to like she made like a lot of videos where she was just talking to the camera like yeah talking about her life experiences she talked about a past marriage yeah. And oh yeah. She did. Yeah. Um. Definitely the kind of person to post
1: about their life online like all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. But she didn't necessarily seem like the type of person that was like an overshare like saying like oh yeah Chris and I are having our issues or anything. Right. And I don't think that she even if they were I don't think she would have posted it. Mm-hmm. No it was mostly like from what they show in the documentary videos
1: of like like inspirational videos or videos mm-hmm. of her daughters like having fun stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah um then a neighbor offers to show some footage to the cop from his front camera but at fr- well at this point they think it's nothing they see a truck in the driveway and mm-hmm. chris is like oh that's my truck i had to i had to clean out the garage so i had to move it and you can't see anything really except the truck so it's not suspicious and right. um but the neighbor tells the cop that chris has he's like he's acting very strange he never acts like this he never yeah. cleans out his garage
0: that's weird well, what was weird was so his whole thing was um that he because usually he parks his truck on the street mm-hmm. and he backed it at like five in the morning he backed it into the drive his truck into the driveway and he says oh yeah i need i need to do that to load up my tools right oh, and yeah, usually i i right. get that because like my dad does like he does construction and every morning he has to load up his truck and yeah. you know it's easier when it's backed up to the garage so like it makes sense it does until the neighbor says that he never does that right like, he's actually really what he strange does. yeah yeah and that's the part that's like, okay, because I feel like you could go back on your, on, on tape to the day before even, mm-hmm. and see, see, he didn't do it then. Right, you know what I mean? yeah, like, true. Go back through past ones and see if this is actually something he does, or if that was a lie.
1: Yeah. And then he reveals to the cop at this point also that Shanann is
0: 15 weeks pregnant at this point. Well, did you see? This is the crazy thing. It was like... It was almost like divine intervention because what happened was, so they're standing in front of this TV that the, um, that the neighbor was just showing them, Mm -hmm. uh, the footage and right behind him. So like, I guess he just, he put it on some kind of screen where it was like some random channel or something. Yeah. But like a picture of a fetus popped up on the, on the screen with like a heart around it.
1: Yeah. I didn't even notice that. The it's first crazy. Time I watched
0: it. Yeah, next time you watch it through, like, pay attention to that. Or when you guys watch it, pay attention to that because he kind of like glanced back at it and then that's when he mentioned it. Yeah, like he saw that on the TV
1: and was like, Oh yeah, she's
0: pregnant. Like it was this afterthought. Ugh. That's so weird. I just feel like I mean at that point, especially 15 weeks, you know like you they, know. They, didn't they know the gender at that point? Yeah. I know that they, like they were saying it was Yeah. Th- it was a boy.
1: They were saying it was a boy. They had named him because in the trial, and we'll see it later in the trial, they'll
0: say the name of their baby. Wasn't it Nico? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. I, it's just like, like right now, I I'm pregnant, and it's just I know that my husband sees. I mean, it's 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 another child. It's yeah. It's not like this is just just because he can't see it, and I guess it's like I mean, different people have different opinions, but at this point in a pregnancy. You're connected to it. Yeah. I mean, obviously sure. the mother feels connected, but I just, I feel like the father would too. Yeah, for And knowing sure. the gender and already naming it, I mean. Ugh. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard.
1: Uh, so August 14th, the very next day, flyers are already going out with the description of Shanann and the girls. Um, cops are going door to door, questioning neighbors and Dogs are brought in to find scent or cadaver dogs and dogs that can smell blood and stuff like that. Um, And reporters start showing up. So
0: people are on top of this case like really fast. Media, cops, everything. What would this count as at this point? Would it be a missing person?
1: Yeah, I would say it's missing persons case Mm -hmm. because there's absolutely nothing else
0: except that no one's seen her. I mean, no sign of forced entry. Right. I mean, and, she, and Chris is basically, like, he kind of made it sound like she was leaving. Right. So why wouldn't they just be like, oh, it's just the wife was sick of him and and wanted to get out. And usually yeah. at that point, there's not as much of a a search out on the person. I mean, I feel like there's still somewhat, um, but when it's missing persons with children. Right, but, it's different. The, but then at that point, if she had taken the girls, would it count as abduction? I don't know i don't know what the legal thing with that would be i have no idea yeah just based off that story and if the cops were actually believing it that were true that she had taken the girls and left i don't know i don't know if that's abduction or not because she's she's their mother their mother
1: and has custody i mean he does too but like i don't know it's, I don't know. That's interesting an interesting question. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that I can't answer. It's <laughs> my first time ever thinking that. <laughs> um, so Chris tells reporters, he's telling this story, she may have left or um, if someone took them, he just wants them back. And then this is where he says, one of the reporters asks, well, what would have prompted her to leave? Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And Chris tells the reporter they had had... An emotional conversation. um, (sighs) Which is kind of strange. And he's like... The reporter is like... An argument? He's like... No, I wouldn't say it's an argument. It was a conversation. (sighs) So... It's just kind of... And he doesn't really elaborate to the reporters on that. What that is. Until Mm -hmm. later when he's brought in for
0: questioning. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like... Okay, fine. You can tell whatever you want to the reporters as far as like... Trying to keep your own privacy. Yeah. But when it comes to an investigation pretty much all of your skeletons have to be revealed yeah. if you're telling if you're telling the truth like you have to tell them everything like hey nothing's look. personal like yeah exactly like it, it doesn't matter yeah like when it's an investigation on a, per- a missing persons every little ounce of information counts yep so the cops ask him when they ask chris
1: what is this emotional conversation you mentioned to the reporters I literally thought the heater turning on was like you burping for a second <laughs> or whatever that is. Um, anyway, so Chris says he and Shanann had had car- hard conversations about their feelings because they had just been separated for six weeks um, because Shanann was in North Carolina with the girls visiting um, their families who because they lived out there. Mm-hmm. They were the only ones in their family who lived in Colorado. So, seven weeks early, earlier to the murders, um, the girls in Shanann go to North Carolina, and Shanann and Cindy Watts, which is Chris's mom, had been fighting because CeCe had allergies, and Cindy had ice cream mm-hmm. in the house that CeCe was allergic to, so Shanann didn't like that, and she thought it was, like, endangering CeCe.
0: Right, which, I mean, I can see as a mother, like, because especially little kids, they're like, "Oh, ice cream, and they want to eat it. Yeah, and they can just grab it. And- I mean, allergies, I mean, I don't know how allergic to it, but based off, like, how Shanann reacted, I would assume that she's pretty deathly allergic. Right, it would probably be very severe. I know? think I would be upset, too. I mean, I understand it's a mistake, so, yeah or possibly or
1: a you you had it in there and just forgot to take it out you exactly. know absent mindedly exactly so I kind of I see both ways you yeah. know and both sides of that um so and then it was also I believe one of the girls birthdays that they were celebrating I don't remember if it was CC's or it was Bella's I think it was CC's okay yeah I think it was CC's too um that they were celebrating while they were down there as well and Chris was not there for it he was home mm-hmm. so it was that kind of separation that some i don't know what he says or just some feelings about it that it was hard
0: yeah at this and point throughout this trip wasn't Shanann talk texting her friends like basically saying like oh it doesn't seem like he wants to talk to me at all yeah. or or complaining about her And her in-laws saying uh, that they were a no-show at, at CeCe's birthday party. Right, yeah. So that all that is like putting a strain
1: on them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little more of that unfolding later. Um, so Chris tells the cops he thinks someone who knows Shanann probably took her because there's no forced entry. So, at this point, he's, like, offering the cops his own theories. Like, oh, you know, everything is good in the house, so it had to be someone you
0: know. Which I think kind of, he's triangulating himself by saying that. So, you're stupid. Because the thing is, he's the only person that left the house. Like, there's literal video evidence of the front of the house. Yeah. So what? Did did someone sneak her out of the back door? I mean, there's no... Right, there's no video of that it doesn't make any sense as far like as far as where well then where did she go she just fly away right i don't understand yeah (laughs) no um
1: yeah so like you said shenan is confiding in friends while she's on this trip chris never calls or he says he forgets to call forgets to facetime her um didn't i'm pretty sure he like didn't talk to Cece on her birthday I think that might have been one of the issues or something like that I think
0: yeah where he wasn't he wasn't even talking to his daughters yeah
1: and she she had said you need to talk to your daughters as soon as you wake up tomorrow or some something similar to that in one of the text messages is what it said well
0: yeah I mean I just feel like when you're apart from your baby girls for five weeks you know yeah you should want to see them. them and yeah FaceTime I mean you it shouldn't be it shouldn't be difficult or yeah. it shouldn't be a chore yeah
1: so Chris had recent I don't know recently or in the past few years or a year he had gotten very fit because he used to be heavy um so a cop questioned him about it and this cop was like super smooth about it he was like oh I see you've been like working out like good for you and then he kind of like sli- after complimenting him kind of slides into it kind of gives off the vibe you know most guys when they think about cheating they start becoming fit like yeah, kind of like them
0: more desirable questioning him yeah in a smooth way I and, mean he did lose a lot of weight like did. if you look back at the wedding photos or the wedding videos I didn't realize I'm like Oh, jeez. I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was his suit. I was like, his suit does not fit him well. Because yeah. I didn't realize when in, in the beginning of the documentary that he had lost so much weight after they mm. had been together.
1: Yeah. And Chris completely denies cheating. Totally. He's like, no, no, that's not me. I don't do that. So, yeah. We'll find out later. That's not true. Yeah, But that's kind of what he's given off right now um so they call his boss um to ask him what where he was that morning and how kind of to get a like personal character on him and his boss is totally supportive he's like no he's never given me any indication that he was cheating ever he's a cool guy he was out on survey ranch which is um that morning which is where he was told to go for work cuz okay. he works on like plants and like it, it looks like a plant you know and that's um yeah that it's it's an alibi yeah. kind of oh well, well we'll see though but um okay um so august 15th chris takes a polygraph test and i just want to say the polygraph technicians, Lee and Graham, were <laughs> fantastic.
0: They were so good
1: at their job. I was literally sitting, there, I was like, damn,
0: they're good. So is that what their role was? Were they just polygraph technicians or were they literally, like, are they investigators too? And they're I also trained they're, in, in Yeah, they're investigators. Like, yeah, because they were really good. You know, like, I was thinking that the whole, uh, because, you know, I haven't seen too many interrogations, so it was actually pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. And, Honestly, I I think that you could kind of see a few of their tactics that they used, and I'll comment in it, on it as you're going through. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that the good cop bad cop thing was still like a prominent thing, and I thought, yeah, like with having a like a man and a woman in there, that it was gonna kind of be that, but it wasn't. Both of them were like super therapeutic and like uh-huh. there for him and like really Yeah. Like forming a friendship with him. And Lee like rubbed his
1: back at one point, was comforting oh. him and she was like, I know this has gotta be hard. And at this point she knows he's lying and she's still mm-hmm. like, Oh, just just let it out. Just let it out. You know, like I, know. I just Oh my gosh! You guys need to watch the documentary just to see them do and it and amazed. their like,
0: techniques. It's so cool. I know. It's I so could, good. My like my throat was tight when I was watching her like touch him and rub his back because mm-hmm. really what she's doing is she's she's trying to get more information from him and he he's not going to open up to someone that's clearly judging him like slamming their hand on the table like you're lying. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like shining the light in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, she. They did a really a really good job. They
1: did. Um, she kind of. Lee says, oh, your breathing's kind of all over the place. Um, I need you to calm down a little bit. And she asks him, are you lying about the last time you saw Shanann? And did you physically have something to do with Shanann's disappearance? Mm-hmm. He says no to both
0: of these. And the thing is, before she even started it, she said, okay, so you we know you didn't do it. I mean, yeah. obviously you wouldn't come in here and do a polygraph test and if you had done it because that would be stupid because we would be catching you right now yeah and she flat out told him she's like so of course you didn't do it and we're just here to clear things up right kind of thing "Mm -hmm." and he's like he's like yeah of course yeah yeah so she really and and so he's agreeing he's basically agreeing that whatever this says is gonna be yep correct yep um then it flashes back to some more of
1: Shanann's texts during this um, vacation in North Carolina. And she's telling a friend that everything is one-sided at this point in their relationship, that she hasn't had any emotion or response from Chris in like a while, and tells friends that Chris is acting cold, He not touching her. Um, and at this point, he has arrived in North Carolina because okay. he was going to be with them The last week there. Okay. So, and he had just gotten there and she's telling a friend, like, you'd think after being apart for five weeks he'd want to kiss me. or, You know, stuff like that. And he's, like, cold and not touching her at all. Yeah. So, this is when she begins to suspect he's having an affair. Because she says he's never shut her out like that before and never not been, like, affectionate.
0: Right. And just to go back to before he was even... Um before he was even in I'm I'm blanking North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Before he was even there. Um what am I saying? <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, I remember. Um, in the texts from him, you know, you kinda you you know your man. You mm-hmm. you know his especially in our culture and our you know, we learn how someone communicates by their texting. Yeah. And yeah. I I know if my husband has a bad day or just something's up because of the way he's texting, even. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing was, she must have really known him because based off the texts from him, she, like, she'd be like, I feel like you're not interested in me. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, no, baby, I love you so much. I miss you so much. Like, things like that. Yeah. And trying to convince her and she was not falling for it like right so she she really knows him she knew something was up yeah just and even though he's sitting there trying to tell her i mean it's all through text i don't know how he's trying to talk to her on the phone or you know how often but he's trying to reassure her i mean it's pretty half-assed but yeah (laughs) but still it was just through texts you know he's trying to tell her this but yeah yeah it was just my own observation
1: yeah um So then it goes back to the interrogation and Lee comes back in. She's like, so you didn't pass the test. And, um, so I know you're lying. So just, just tell me. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're they're still doing it very gently. Lee and Graham, they're both just like trying to cox him out of saying Mm -hmm. the right thing. And he's like, it's, it's wrong. The test is wrong. There's no way. And they're both like, no, there's no way it's wrong. You're Mm -hmm. lying. And at this point, he admits to having an affair. Mm -hmm. Cheating. Nothing else at this point. So, August 15th, they interviewed Nicole Kessinger, who met Chris at work in June and told her he had two daughters, but he told her he was separating from Shanann. Okay. So, this... This is not the same Nicole from the beginning, This her friend, Shanann's friend. This is a oh, totally okay. different Nicole. Different Nicole. Yes. Good. Um, And there are videos and pictures of them online together. So I'm like, you're not even being smart. You have a digital trail mm-hmm.
0: of like all these pictures of you two together. So obviously you're an affair. Did you think that wasn't going to come up? Some of the pictures, I mean, there's like this one of her where she's like... It's pretty sexual. There's a lot of cleavage yeah, in it. Yeah. And where it's very obvious that it's not a friend taking a picture of a friend.
1: Right. Yeah. And Nicole willingly comes in for an interview. Um, And she found out that Shanann was pregnant from the media. So she didn't <sighs> even know this until this story broke. And she went in very concerned about Shanann. And she was like, I just want to help. Like, I don't know... Anything. So I think she's a very good person. Like she didn't know anything. She's not this like right mistress. You know? I know. Like that there I don't are... want people to come after her.
0: Right. Like, I know. Well, and I know that there are people that think that she had something to do with it.
1: I don't think so. And
0: I don't think so. I, I based off of the fact that she came in and 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 said something. I mean, yeah. At that point, you know, they the cops were not being obvious about what they had actually known. They were right. They knew a lot more than they had let on at that point, even though it was so still so early. Mm-hmm. So then, her coming in just kind of shows, kind of proves her innocence, because it's not like she's coming in right when he's about to get caught. Yeah, and she wasn't
1: dragged in; like she just she heard about it on the news and was like, "I need to go
0: to the yeah, place because th- it's messed up."
1: Yeah. Um. Chris admits to the affair with Nicole, like I said, but at this point um Lee and Graham tell him we knew you had an affair before you even came in today because Mm -hmm. Nicole came to us yesterday yes or
0: earlier in the day they said like that's why we didn't even ask you any questions about it yeah so um they were like
1: so we know you're lying about more than that we know like you confessing to the affair
0: is immaterial we need you to confess to everything okay just imagine that on his standpoint I mean like He's a monster Mm -hmm. and it really doesn't like his I mean, his feelings don't really matter at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but just imagine that feeling that he felt finding out that she had turned on him. Yeah. Or that she knows that you know, he had been lying to her. Uh huh. I wonder if that was also in his mind or if he was just so scared about the fact that like he was about to get caught. I'm gonna be caught, yeah. Um was too overpowering but I I feel like that would just be an extra like okay what's the point at this point I mean I'm not gonna get away with the girl anymore yeah and like
1: did you think he just must have been so arrogant to think he could get away with not only with Shanann and the girls but like he could just run off with this girl and she'd never suspect anything like oh don't we're your wife and your daughters for the rest of our lives. Right. Like
0: It's like that idiot. show. It's like that movie, Just Go With It. It's okay. like that. I mean, it's not like this movie at all. Actually, no, that movie but- is actually really funny and good. Um, but it, it just kind of reminds me of how, uh, you know, this the guy. Lies. The whole thing starts off because this guy lies. And then it's it's Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston and he goes and he he wants to go with this girl so he lies to Jennifer Aniston makes makes her act like his fake wife it's this whole thing yeah but then she's the whole time she's like what's going to happen when she finds out that we're not actually married and right. he's like oh you know i'll just uh he'll just move far away and she's like but what about your
1: kids your that you've kids made you made up now? yeah and
0: it's just like this whole thing where it's like i think that when people lie and obviously that's a made up comedy but when people right. lie i don't think that they always think things through no (laughs) very thoroughly no
1: not at all um so at this point lee and Graham are saying their tactic is now to get him to say where the girls are so they start focusing like don't you want to see your daughters like you don't want them to be out there alone just tell us where they are and um they're actually kind of wondering like why haven't you like Cried over your
0: daughters at all mm-hmm. and stuff like that. um Don't they even say, like, don't they even? She, I don't know if you're about to say this, but she kind of starts then saying that what it, did Shenan do something to them? Did she, yeah, yeah, she starts prodding at him, right? Mm-hmm. Trying what, to get him to say something, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I think that that's a tactic <clears throat> because, oh, yeah, um and then you'll go on and tell it, but I. Just remember that little that little factoid that she's the one that brought up the fact that he that Shanann might have done something to the girls exactly, and then she even said like chicks are crazy yeah I think that was like a direct mm-hmm. quote she did say that yep. and she's she's a chick I know <laughs>
1: um so they leave the room and Chris like asks for his dad to mm-hmm. come in so his dad comes in the interrogation room Lee and Graham have left. And he tells his dad that um, Shanann had killed Bella and Cece by choking them. And because he, ha- he says, I told her I wanted to be separated and she said, you'll never see the kids again and killed them. That is so... So he had to kill her in response because she killed the daughters so
0: he's trying to spin this story now to not only kill your wife and kids Mm -hmm. but then try to make your wife the bad guy yeah is just so evil and it's terrible i just i feel so much pain for that family yeah and there are people that actually believe that Shannon actually did something yeah are they like
1: if They know, like, he did it, but they're still like, oh, she pushed him to do it. Right. She was just too controlling. And if you're one of those people, you're a f***ing piece of s***. If you're listening to this and you are one of those people, you can f***
0: right out. We don't need you. Right. But, no, I agree. I mean, like, we're sitting here and we're giving our opinions on this case and we are judging Chris Watts pretty hard, but because he deserves it. Yeah. But the thing is, like, just think of her family and how much pain they're feeling. Yeah. And for this, for people to be saying things this, like, Terrible. imagine if that was your sister or your daughter or whoever. Who did nothing wrong. And even if, even if there was something out there on this, she got murdered. She got killed. Yeah.
1: No she one deserves is that.
0: She is a victim in this. And, and even like, cause you're commenting on that, um, they played a little clip mm-hmm. during the... They did. Of, of, like, an interview or, like, some, like, talk show, I think it was, where two two women are talking and, and somebody literally says, is, like, basically um, telling her that, or saying that, like, Shanann was a bitch. Yeah. And saying all this stuff. And then the other one was, like, you're literally victim blaming.
1: Yeah. I think it was, there was a Facebook group of, like, like, a Facebook
0: community of people talking, like, online about it. And I think that's what it was from. But I feel like with every murder, though, and I'm I'm sure especially with this one, too, there are women that form, like, fan bases for their murder. It's so weird. Yeah, that does happen. I'm sure that Chris Watts has a lot of marriage proposals. Chris
1: tells his dad in the interrogation room now that the girls are in an oil tank and Shanann is buried out in Survey 319, which is where his boss said he was at that okay. morning. He was sent there. That's like his workplace. He was sent there for work, and that's where he mm-hmm. decided to leave them. Um, Chris shows investigators at this point where Shanann is buried out there and
0: the tanks that the girls are in. So I just don't understand... I mean, I guess I don't really know how oil tanks necessarily work. If there already, if there's ever a period of time where you completely empty them out or what, but like, don't you think that they would have found? Oh yeah, them eventually. Eventually,
1: and yeah. Since especially since it's like an active, oh excuse work me, work site. It, yeah, it's an active work site.
0: It's just, it's just cra- Like, I understand maybe they wouldn't end up going off that beaten path to, like, to find Shannon. Mm-hmm. But then for the girls, that they're, like, it must have been him just, like, sheer panicking. Because. Yeah. Once they find those bodies, they're gonna connect it to him. hmm I just, like, and I don't, he they, he never explains
1: either why he buried Shanann and not the girls. Like, why they were not all together. Like, mm-hmm. what the difference is.
0: He never explains that. And it's never really talked about either i hope that like when he's in jail he writes a memoir or something or maybe he gets interviewed by somebody i mean this is this is a pretty high profile case i'm pretty sure that dr phil spoke to the family oh um i did not see there's like a uh dr phil episode oh my gosh it's so heartbreaking you watched it i think i remember watching clips of it and just hearing the mother talk about her daughter I mean, it's just, it's so sad. Yeah. I, it's got to be, it's got to be so hard for the family. And honestly, I do have sympathy for Chris Watt's family too. I mean. Yeah. Imagine not like, finding out
1: your son is capable of doing that and not only capable acted on it and like, yeah. uh,
0: that would be a lot of pain too. Right. Like when he confessed it to his dad in that interrogation room, I mean. Yeah. I think initially the dad was thinking like that his son did an even though his son is clearly going to be put away for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's thinking his son did the right thing like because aven- initially he made it sound like he avenged his daughters. Right, yeah. And, and that's what he thinks at this point. And I mean, I feel like they didn't like Shanann. I mean, they didn't right. go to their wedding or anything.
1: Well, I mean, obviously they don't want her dead, but no. no. It, it's also <clears throat> revealed, yeah, his parents did not like her that much.
0: No, it's, it's not necessarily that. I'm just saying that I think that you know they can someone that they don't like they can see doing that before they could see their own child. Oh, doing true, it. true, yeah. Is that's kind of what my point was. But anyway, yeah. I still feel sympathy for them and like we'll get into more of um, what they say at the end. But yeah, I just feel like there's so much hate and anger around this case, and it should all be directed to Chris Watts.
1: Yeah, it should. I don't think it should be directed to anybody else. No, none of it on Shanann. Or anyone? No. Yeah, this no. is him. Um, where am I? Saying? Okay. So the girls, or a sheet is found out there where Shanann was wrapped in. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Lee asks Chris, "Are you okay with the public knowing Shanann killed the girls?" And he says, "Yes, because I did not hurt those girls." Ugh. So at this point, he's like, "Yes, I want it out there that." My wife did this because I want everyone to know that I would never hurt my girls. And, like, he's just totally lying and trying to put
0: it all on Shanann at this point. And, I mean, once again, the investigators know yeah. that that's not the case. Right. They do not believe him. And I think that that was an interrogation technique on her part. When she brought that up in the first place, I think that she was saying that she, like, it's, I feel like that might be a, a, a tactic like bring up a scenario that sounds a little bit more appealing mm-hmm. and then maybe he'll bite on it and if he and if he bites and he takes that he's covering then that's obvious that like you just put that thought into his mind exactly because he didn't say that He'd, until mm. 10 minutes after yeah the investigator brought you it said up. it first right
1: yeah um and at this point graham says you know, it looks like you wanted a different life, and the only way you thought you could do that was to get rid of Shanann and your daughters. And he's like, no, that's not true. That's not true. Um, and then it flashes back to three days before the murders, Shanann was gone on a trip to Arizona, I believe, with Nicole on a business trip, mm-hmm. and Chris was alone with the girls for the weekend, And it shows a letter that Shanann left for Chris on the morning she left for her trip. And some of the quotes in it, this isn't the whole letter, but random quotes say, My dearest Chris, I miss holding you. I love you. I missed watching you laugh and play with the kids. I missed seeing you, referring to like when she was on her trip. Mm -hmm. I will be civil and get along with your mom. I'll do anything for you. I will always fight for our marriage and for you. Tell me what you need. So, that does not sound like someone who was planning to run away and kill their daughters. Like, this is... Someone that's willing to fight for their marriage. Yes, exactly. This is not someone... And, like, this is in her handwriting. It's a handwritten letter and everything. Dated. So, we know this is, like, three days before the murders.
0: And she was... Didn't she, like, text her friends saying, like, oh, he hugged me or... He held me tonight or something like that. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, I missed that. And she was thinking that they were finally turning a corner. Right. Yeah. And then she went on this business trip.
1: Yep. So that's just, it's another, this letter is another like thing where investigators will easily find that. And it's just totally disputing his claims Mm -hmm. that she's this person who would do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So on day four... So, this whole investigation questioning and her being missing lasted four days. So, this was not drawn out. This was found mm-hmm. out pretty quickly. Day four, Shanann Watts' body was recovered from mm-hmm. the Survey 319 ranch
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, where she was buried. And Nicole Kessinger, who was the woman he was having an affair with, oh. said that She and Chris went to the Lazy Dog Cafe that weekend that Shanann was on a business trip and he had gotten a babysitter for the girls. And Shanann saw the charges because she's, I mean, they share a bank account. Right. She can see it on her phone and she saw that he spent like $60 at this place. And um, she could also see from like their camera and like security system that he had
0: gotten home at 10 30 p.m. at night at night didn't he say like he got a babysitter like she knew that Mm -hmm. but he said he was going to some kind of sports game right
1: yes and then he was gonna go
0: to this bar afterwards yeah and
1: she was like well what are you spending 60 dollars for i thought you were just getting like a drink or something Mm -hmm. and there's also gas station footage of chris alone at the gas station he's not with anybody not with his Mm -hmm. friends i mean he's not with nicole either but he was getting like money after seeing her um so at this point it's like very obvious to investigators and everything that it it was chris even though he's saying it's not
0: it was him uh well the thing is i mean yeah so she saw all those charges and she was planning on confronting him and the right. and the friend nicole knew that yeah and she was saying like that that weekend was really bad because she had found that out and mm-hmm. she was like not doing well yeah understandably but you know during the day on sunday you know so she had just found that out saturday night or like on sunday she was finding that out but on the during the day sunday she was still texting him about her daughters yeah and it's like if if she was really the type to hurt them, then don't you think that she wouldn't care if she was gone for a, one, a couple days and if she was, mm-hmm. like, pissed off and spiraling? Yeah. She wouldn't care if they ate, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He, like, he, she genuinely, obviously, she's a mother that cares for her children. hmm And, like, the texts,
1: some of the texts were, like, oh, I'm... When I get home, like, off my flight, what do you want for dinner? Like, she was planning on cooking this meal for everybody. Like, making sure they had everything. Like, right. even though she suspected this affair now, she still is thinking of her family first and everything. Um, so, three months after the murders, November 2018, he is found, Chris is found guilty of nine counts. Murder in the first degree of Shanann murder in the first degree to Bella Watts, murder in the first degree to Celeste Watts, unlawful termination of pregnancy to Nico Watts, mm-hmm. um, and three counts of unlawful tampering with the deceased human body. Mm-hmm. For Shanann, Celeste, and Bella. Yeah. So, he does not get the... De- he does not get to the death penalty because he chose to plea guilty. So... Sandy, and Sandy actually said, and this is, like, in the documentary and everything, and, um... Sandy is her mother, right? Yes. Okay. She said, he made the choice to take those lives. I do not want to be in a position of making the choice to take his. Wow. I think I can totally, with parents and the death penalty, I can totally see both ways, where people are like Sandy, where they're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like him. And I can also see, on the other hand parents being like I need justice you need to die for what you did you know like there's a big spectrum of that and I I kind of like I see and respect like both sides on a level you know
0: right
1: you never know how you're gonna react until you're in that position right unfortunately
0: and a lot of thing is like um if you're if you're a religious person it's not really it's not our place to you know decide your fate Mm mm-hmm um and so i just think as far as um as that goes and a lot of people you know they have that hatred in their heart and they won't feel better if they're a lot of time it's it's religion um pushed but um they don't feel better until they actually get forgiving the person yeah and his parents his mom she made a a vict- or a, an impact statement, right? Yes. And she said something about that where she didn't, um, she forgave him. Yeah. She's like, you're our,
1: you're still our son. We love you, forgive you. Like, yeah. I don't and know. It's such a hard thing to grapple with in your brain. Like, I know. I don't know. It's so,
0: just, it's just one. And she must have known, like, I mean, obviously it's so hard on her. Mm-hmm. And she must have known how much, you know, negativity was going to come from that. And how many people are going to be, like, so vicious towards her.
1: Yeah. Like, why would you she, give your
0: son, like, yeah. Yeah. and it, I mean, I, uh, yeah. In the end, I guess it's not our place to decide someone's fate. No. Yeah. Um,
1: on February 18th, 2019, uh, Chris goes in for an interview with Graham and Lee again. And they want to know, like, about the actual night. So they still hadn't heard this, even though he was, like, convicted and everything at this point. So Chris admits that um, he and Shanann had sex when she got home. And in the morning, he told her it wasn't going to work out. And supposedly, this is what he says Shanann said, that you're never going to see your kids again. And... um, He said it was implanted in his head that he was going to do it, that Mm -hmm. he knew when he woke up that morning, he was going to do it. He had no control over it. So I just, oh my gosh, that's just like, that is 100% premeditated murder. That is not a heat of the moment thing. And he admits that he's like, no, I thought about it. I knew it was going to happen. that's so
0: and he and he even made a comment and said you know if the affair or if I had never met this other woman and if this affair had never happened I probably would have thought that we were having a happy marriage and everything was fine yeah it's just thinking about how someone can just do that to someone they love I don't he must have just snapped I just I have a hard time saying I
1: personally I think you you do not love them. You do not love your daughters if you're able to do that. That's me personally. I just, I, there's something in you that's not right, obviously. And I just, I just think if you really loved them, you wouldn't be able to do that, you know? No,
0: it's, it's just so sad and so, and it's terrible. Oh. Um, he also said that Bella
1: came in the room And said, what's wrong with mommy? As Shanann is laying on the bed face down. And she's already dead at this point. And it's just another horrific, horrible, horrible thing that the girls, that Bella saw that. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't know what it is, but she saw it. Mm -hmm. That's just terrible. And then at this point, Chris said he put Shanann on the floor in the backseat of his truck. Which we find out is the truck we saw in the beginning in the neighbor's video right. backed up to the house, and you can't see anything. But at that point in that video, he was putting... That's what he was doing. Shanann and Celeste and um, Bella into the truck. And um, the girls, he said the whole time... It's a 45-minute drive from their house out to the Serby ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time, he said he was thinking... Um, why didn't I rethink things? Why didn't I think things through on this 40 minute, 45 minute drive? Why did I come to the conclusion of this? So like, he's, I don't know, I guess reflecting on like, why didn't I make a different decision? You know? Yeah. And he said, he killed Cece first by putting a blanket over her head. And Bella said, what happened to Cece? And daddy, Mm -hmm. no, before he killed her as well. That is so sad. That's like, it is so so terrible. I don't even have words for
0: like how horrible that is. The thing is, it's just trying to understand the mental break that mm-hmm. must have happened. I just want to I just don't I just want to know what what I don't think anything was going through his head. I really no. don't. I think that just something took over and I don't think he could could control it at that point. I yeah. mean, he had some psychological break, but not enough for, like, him to be, like, insane. insane. Yeah. But just, he's just an evil person. I think that that was just hiding in him until that point. Until that moment, yeah. Because no normal person that thinks, that thinks, like, the way that most people in society think, think that, you know what, instead of divorce... How would I just kill him? Right, and and then also I'm not thinking back to his whole story and the fact that because it showed pictures of his arms and his and his parents or her parents even said Shannon was a fighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would have had scratches on her arms, or he would have had scratches on his arms. He would have had some sort of her fighting Injury. back. Yeah. She wouldn't have just you know. So she, they said. That he's, they think that he did it while she was sleeping. Right. And none of that conversation actually took place. And I believe that. I do too. Yeah. Because, she, you know, if, if he said, he says that he was triggered because she said that you're never going to see your kids again. All right. Then how does it make sense to then kill your kids? Because you'll never see them again. Right. Right. You if will actually never If cared that much, if that was the reason
1: again. you killed Shanann...
0: Now you're definitely not. Like, yeah, I totally agree. It's, and it's like... I, I think it's bullshit. I know that some some people, like, there's that that common phrase, if I can't have them, no one can. Yeah. But I still don't think that that was really what was going through his head. No. Because Shannon was not thinking of
1: leaving at all. She was not thinking of taking the girls away. She was not thinking of
0: being with anyone else. Right. So, like... No. And no matter, yeah, like they took pictures of his arms. We saw that there was nothing on his arms. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, no, nobody. Even if, even if she was like he had just told her he had an affair or something, and she's just saying, thinking like I'm just, I'm just like throwing out a random scenario yeah. that like the only way that I can see it actually happening if she were awake and this conversation took place, it makes more sense that she would be like, you know what. Like in, in such devastation that she'd be like, end my life now kind of thing. Yeah. And then she, but still there'd be that panic where she would probably still fight back and she'd decide not to. Right. So no, that that's even Didn't that scenario that I just made up in my head doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Literally, so what, they, what the parents say about the fact that they think that he did, she, he did it while she was sleeping. Makes sense. I think that that's actually what happened. Yeah. And I think that, I hope that someday Chris Watts decides it. to admit the f- actual story because there's no way in hell that he's getting out of there. Yeah. No way. And what's the point
1: of even lying about anything at this point? Mm-hmm. You're convicted already. Like, right. this interview is after his
0: sentencing and everything. Well, can you imagine? I think he's just trying to find some way that, where he sounds better and not like a complete monster. Yeah. Because I don't think that he even can believe what he did. Yeah. Um. But his, uh, you know, in prison, I'm pretty sure that he's probably. I, I don't think he's sitting pretty.
1: No, is what because I'm saying. you know, People prisoners have... who find out about like child murders, child molesters, and stuff, they will like. F you. Up. There's a
0: lot of dads in prison. Yeah, and they love their children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, and you know what? Someone's listening to this. Punch a little harder for me. i mean
1: you didn't hear it from us but you did yeah
0: sorry Uh,
1: but anyway (laughs) so what he did next he called the school that the girls were in i mean it was summer but he called and said that they were now unenrolled from the school and then he called a realtor to start selling the house and then he texted nicole kessinger um to talk about their future so gross. And this was like right after he murdered them too. So he's already trying to take some steps as to, oh, what am I going to do with my life now? Mm, I'm going to sell the house. Let's get the girls unenrolled since obviously they're not going to be there. And yay, me and Nicole are going to run off in the sunset. Like how arrogant and ignorant
0: are you? Ignorant, completely ignorant. Why would unenrolling the girls make sense? Because that makes you guilty. They can easily say, yeah, he unenrolled them. 2 days after he went they went missing.
1: Yeah. You know, like, like
0: they can or the day the, the day they went missing, I mean. Yeah.
1: And you put the house, you start talking to your realtor about selling it the day that you murdered them.
0: <laughs> like not are you he, stupid? It's just oh my gosh. I mean, I guess he never really they don't really talk about his intelligence too much. So I don't really know how how smart of a guy he was. Yeah. But really, based off how he handled this was not intelligent. i I don't you know how you said earlier, like it was premeditated. Uh-huh. I think it was premeditated in that he decided to do it in that moment. Like it wasn't like out of anger and an accident or anything. Uh-huh. But I don't think it was premeditated where he really thought it out as far as like, okay, what's next? Right. I don't think,
1: yeah, I think it was premeditated like that weekend. That it was going to happen, but not, like, planning longevity, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't think that he necessarily was, like, okay, so here's... What old. are steps 12 through 1,000, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. No. He just thought of, like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill them. And then that was it.
1: Yeah. So, Sandy, uh, who is um, her Shanann's mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, her statement to him mm-hmm. is... Um, We loved you like a son. We trusted you. Your faithful wife trusted you. Your children adored you, and they also trusted you. Your daughter, Bella Marie, sang a song proudly. I don't know if you got to see it, but it was, Daddy, you're my hero. I have no idea who gave you the right to take their lives, but I know God and his mighty angels were there at the moment to bring them home to paradise. And I like watching that because... the documentary will show you the full video of mm-hmm. their impact statement and everything. I was like tearing up. It's like so. It is so
0: emotional. Hard to
1: and that was hard to read too. By the way, mm-hmm. it's just really victim impact statements always are like really hard to watch, really hard to read. But like it's
0: important that they say their words. You know? I think so. I think so. I really like how she put it. Um, you know, because I think it's easy to just go vindictive and just like say really trying to trying to really jab in the knife and like really yeah. try to say something really mean to somebody like i hope you suffer you know like something like that yeah i think what she put is really you know it, it it's it's hard i mean i got teary-eyed hearing it i mean mm-hmm. it's just really hard and luckily she you know she clearly has faith so yeah that Which can that can help helps a lot of people it, yeah it yeah. really does um and
1: then like you said, Cindy Watts spoke and said they were heartbroken but that they love and forgive their son I and mean, we already talked about that.
0: But um, Right. Um yeah. I mean they lost their grandchildren even though they weren't close to them like They yeah. At the time they, they still, still their lost people to I don't think that they necessarily deserve any any hate for how they decide to mourn and handle the situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So judge Marcelo Kopko, I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, this is perhaps the most inhumane and vicious case I have handled out of the thousands of cases that I have seen. And he sentenced Chris to life in prison in the Department of Corrections. So, um, I, it did not say in the documentary if he has eligible parole, Right. I'm not sure if he does or not, but he is sentenced to life, so... Hmm. I hope not. I hope not. You I don't really... deserve it. Yeah. Definitely not getting the death penalty, though, which we already said, but... Yeah. Yeah. And then, um... The documentary ends with, like, a few statistics, which I wrote down. It says, In America, three women are killed by their current or ex-partner every day partners who murder their children and partner are most often men and it is almost always premeditated. Wow. That is a very scary statistic. I didn't even see that statistic. 3 women
0: every day in America. This really is a an eye-opening thing for domestic violence. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, I don't think anybody who saw this coming. No, I don't think even, even if by reading texts or knowing what was going on behind the scenes, I don't think anybody saw how this could end violently so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, like, cause she, it's, I feel like she would have said, like, that there was history of abuse or something if there was. So it's, but still, I mean, just domestic violence is so real and so common. Yeah. It's really sad, and it's really... I don't know.
1: It, it deserves to have more awareness so that people mm-hmm. can be
0: saved from something like this. Or, right. You know? And a lot of times, you know, people won't necessarily want to listen to you right away. And the thing is, if you keep on pushing it. And I think that her friends were really good because they were always there for her. And they always gave him kind of... They, they tried to, you know, keep a positive spin on it. Mm-hmm. But still, when the, he was messing up, they were always there for her. And I think that that yeah. b- being a friend of somebody that is going through domestic violence—I mean, um, luckily, I can't think of anybody else to tell my head. So fortunately, um, but I'm sure that most people know somebody that has or um, is experiencing it. Being a friend that's witnessing it is like you just have to be there for the person. Yeah, it's very hard right I mean because because the thing is all they're gonna do is push you away if you start if you I- if they think you're turning against them yeah
1: you know so yeah that is um the Watts family mm-hmm. um very very tragic case and um the documentary is on Netflix mm. I would really read. there's I, I mean, we went over the whole case, but there's, like, you can see the videos and the text messages. There's a lot to see in there, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah, I definitely suggest watching it. Just the one side of it is um, be prepared because it's definitely emotional. Yeah. It is it is hard to see. Um, but didn't you mention something before this about some paranormal thing that was going on? I think that's kind of an interesting... Oh,
1: Yeah kind of twist to it so my sister earlier today told me there are some videos on youtube of like people who see shadows in the windows of the house and there was actually body cam footage from the investigators Mm -hmm. when they were going through the house and they heard some like disembodied voices and some giggling and the investigators are like what is that? So like they didn't hear most of it, but the when the giggling happened in the video and this is like footage straight off the body cam. Mm-hmm. Um they were like, "What is that?" So, I don't know. I don't know what I believe, but it's
0: yeah. definitely strange. Well, that was that was definitely the weird thing was. Oh, that was definitely what the weird thing was. So, when you cuz I you showed me the clip mm-hmm. and there are there are like little bits where it does it does sound like um, a woman saying, I'm with Cece. I'm with Cece, and, like, this is our home. That's what it, like, sounds the, yeah. like. Yeah, so she says those two things, and so we we're they're, were, like, assuming it's Shannon. But the thing is, we don't really know if somebody tampered with that and added yeah. it. You know, the video that we saw said that this is straight from the uh, body cam, so like that could be a lie. It could you know? be a lie. It's hard to believe for sure. But then what really shocked me and what really made me feel like maybe there is something behind this was um. So they're in the, this room. Is it one of the girls' rooms or I don't know exactly where I they were. I think it, it looks like a closet. Yeah, and the thing is, um, like Emily said, this is straight out the body cam. These are the investigators that we saw going through this house. So it's not like it's just made up. Yeah. Um there's this there's this little girl laugh and it's pretty loud yeah and um they go oh did did you hear that to each other she's like I might have kicked a toy can you come in here and, and move around the toys to see if you can make something make that same sound you know so she was kind of she got scared initially yeah. like you they can were kind both of tell like, she's a little uneasy what the like, heck was that you know what yeah. the heck it sounded like a toy. They're, like,
1: professional investigators. They had canine unit. They had, there were dogs in there with them. So, like, mm-hmm. they're not paranormal investigators looking to, like, find yeah, something. Yeah, it's not they're, like they're, they're,
0: like, oh, this is spooky. They're detectives. Right. Canine unit. Yeah. So, anyway, I would also suggest looking that up. Um, just, probably just search. What what did you search? Uh, On YouTube. Let me find it. I mean, it would just be within the... And I wouldn't say that all of it's necessarily true. It's just like an interesting little... It's... The one I looked at said five scary ghost videos that will bring tears to your eyes. Okay. So... And it was at the very beginning.
1: Yeah, it's the very first one. And again, I don't want to say like, let's promote ghosts at the Watts house. No. I I just... It's an interesting detail to throw out there. But I'm not...
0: I don't want like... That's true. That's true. Cause yeah, you don't want really necessarily. It's too soon. It's too yeah. I don't want too raw. We don't want to make that that house be somewhere that's like oh, it's haunted. Yeah. You know, it's that's that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm not saying like
1: that's I'll investigate it now. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just It was mostly just that body cam video that I was like, that's weird. About the other stuff, I was like, nah.
0: Well hopefully since then if you if we even believe in ghosts or for wh- whoever does, um, hopefully since then they those they've found peace if that was yeah, actually yeah. something and that they're not actually there any anymore if they right. were. I hope they are together. Yes. So. I feel like they probably are. Yeah. I mean she even in the video it says I'm with Cece. Yeah. So that's kind of peaceful. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I, I okay, so I want everyone to watch this Dr. Phil documentary, too. You know, you just have a lot of homework. You have yeah, to watch. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's a lot about this case. Right, so. you
0: just have to, because um, I don't necessarily, I haven't seen it in a very, very long time, and I only saw one clip of it, but I'm pretty sure that the mom says something like that she, that she knew something had happened to her daughter. Like she um, felt Like she that. had like a dream or oh, something. Well. I believe so, in that. Yeah. That's happened to me before. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Like I had a dream about someone i know dying Mm -hmm. and i told my mom about it and she was like yeah that person died this morning wow it was
0: crazy that is terrible well not terrifying that's just i i think that you're right on that though i think that like people do decide to visit you or you know something something happens Mm -hmm. when you lose someone close to you so anyway on that note um this was a sadder episode, but I think it did wa- raise awareness for domestic violence. Yeah. Um, and it is definitely a, a shocking case. For sure. But we're going to be doing this where we watch one episode, or we watch um, like a documentary or something. Every few episodes we're going to do it. We'll try to promote it um, sooner too next time so that you guys know... Yeah you know what homework you have <laughs> yeah watch this before Beforehand. or after
1: however you prefer to do right. it you know um maybe once a month we do it with yeah. the movies yeah. or a tv
0: show yeah that sounds good all right well i'm casey and i'm emily and you just heard a sprinkle of sugar a dash of murder